Good evening all, happy Friday, uh, welcome along to the English Celts, thanks for spending your Friday night with us, hope you have all had a great week, it's been a cold, cold one, I hope you are all sitting toasty in the house now. <laughs> uh, Franny, how's your week been mate? Uh, it's been alright, well I fairly, fairly chilled out of work then just today, I actually had a day off because Lynn was busy so I managed to get a time off to watch the wins and I was actually waiting at him on the odd days it just turned out hectic, it's been I've been rushing a bit to get here, but hopefully the comments will be a wee bit kinder to my, my tyre, but I fear not, because I think I'll have realised. It always seems that way when you take a day off that you end up even busier anyway. Eh? Um, just in the comments tonight, Corvo, as in as usual, thanks for joining us, Corvo. Uh, Stephen, nice to see you. Pam, evening, thanks for joining us. Um, before we jump in, I'll uh, go through, we've not actually got the picture to put up, but I'll go through the, the Super 6. Um, Kieran Gilhooley still miles ahead in first. Uh, Mark Robertson second. Tony Dunn's up there in third. Alistair Jackson fourth with Kevin Hampsey. Stephen Coulthard's still up there in sixth. The winner last year, obviously. Uh, myself in seventh. Joe Finlay in eighth. Jamie McIlduff in ninth. And James Boy in tenth. Fanny, you're no far outside the top ten either. So there's a, a few of the endless Celts boys oh, really? are uh, representing in there. So... Uh, we're doing all right. Also, before I go on, I don't think he's on the new, but hopefully he watches it back. But I bumped into a good friend of the show, and he was he's he, he's been on a few times. Uh, Jed Jed Thomas uh, became a grander last week, so congratulations, Jed. Uh, show me a picture of the wee one and absolute cracker, and uh, the family seems to be really happy. So congratulations, mate. Um, keep you on your toes, I'd imagine. <laughs> Um, now all the nice good stuff. Oh, I know. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> uh, now that the uh, all the nice, nicey, nicey, good stuffs out the way, we're going to come back to the, <laughs> the not so good <laughs> stuff this week. Um, and uh, Celtic in Europe defeat in Rome, Franny, um, to continue our unwanted record. Uh, just what's your thoughts on the first half as a whole? Because there wasn't much to touch on. On it, I feel like both sides kind of cancelled each other out. But what what was your thoughts on the first half, first of all? Oh, we were up at your bit watching it, well, and obviously I think me and Ross were fairly content in the first half performance, and I mean equal in the second half. But you kind of said at half time it was like you didn't really feel like Celtic are actually they didn't put in the type of performance first half anyway that felt like they were they needed to win, which we needed to do is keep up even just Europe alive. So it was it was a very strange performance, I thought. I thought the midfield was kinda kinda slow and stuff and Kyogo was isolated though he arguably had well he had a couple of half chances in the first half the one where I think it was O'Reilly or maybe Johnson played the ball a long ball over the top and then the just defender just nicks in there and just in the nick of time for him and to stop him getting it. Then he has a a half shot for about twenty yards out and stuff. So we never really created much Lazio again they had their moments and stuff in the first half, but it was uh, it was a very strange first half in the sense that I do think it was two teams. <laughs> it was two teams that just that were doing what they needed to do just to kind of stay in the game. That's the kind of feeling I got off the sort of the first forty-five minutes, Willie. But it was I was kind of happy with that because I felt like maybe we we're just going to have a goal late on. But as we're getting it, just. I it just it's hard to change that mentality. I know, and like if you look at the stats, I think sometimes stats can be deceiving. But like, oh, we obviously had a lot of the ball, but I mean, a lot of that ball was along the back line and uh, mm. and Callum McGregor and stuff. And uh, we did try to look for that ball over the top to Kyogo, and I think I think we sort of missed Maeda um, in that sense. With that ball over the top, he's he's always he's always a threat. So. Uh, I mean, we'll go on to like the, the the team and how we've had like big names missing and all the rest of it. But yeah, the first half I thought we sort of cancelled each other out, and I think I had made the comment on the night and that like we were playing like a team that was maybe sitting second in the group and was quite happy with the draw, um, mm-hmm. other than a team that needed the win. Um, but then I mean, we went in the second half and. So it was sort of much the same, but I felt like Lazio were coming into it more. What did you think about 
like the start of the first half because I know we're going we're going to go into the gaffers comments afterwards, but gaffers comments after the game was that we were in with twenty minutes to go, we were the guys, we were in the ascendancy. <laughs> I'm not so sure that I, I felt that way myself. What did you think? Uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I agree with that, really. But again, I think if I've got to take myself back to how I was feeling at the time, I was. I think I was kind of happy enough as much as we weren't playing brilliant. We were still. In my eyes, anyway, the way I was watching the game, still, still in it. Obviously, it's nil nil, so it's easy to say you're still in it. But that's okay. Weren't, weren't looking like they were properly troubling as I felt. And obviously, Yang had that one where I think you in the night said you felt we should have went for a goal. I thought he'd done the right thing. I've yet to see. I had to also shoot straight off after the game stuff. I've yet to see a replay to see if he, he, he should have maybe went for a goal. I have seen some folk online saying he maybe should have. So. Maybe he did pick the wrong option. Obviously, Kyogo had a, a shot, which was, I think he it just never just dragged it ever so slightly and stuff. So, so we were unfortunate there. I, I thought, and he's, I mean, I've, we've slated him plenty of times. Michael Johnson had a no bad game when he, I say a no bad game, he made a wee bit of difference, gave us a more attacking threat. But I think the big difference, I know we'll get into it for me, was they could bring off guys like Immobile and Pedro. I appreciate Pedro's. Well, well, on his career, but that's a guy that's won everything at Barcelona and stuff. And yeah, hi. yeah, we had injuries, and we're bringing on guys like Mikey Johnson and stuff. So I think that is a big sign of how the game maybe changed. Guys like Immobile only need one chance, and aye. folk might kind of say, "Oh, you're just it's deflecting." But I think we all say that when the goal went, the first goal went, and anyway, it was a typical Celtic goal we lose in Europe. The boy shoots into the flex. It just falls to him over for a tap in for a couple of yards out. Just, I, I just not getting that luck. I feel like these mm-hmm. certain situations where it's a decision that can maybe go either way, we're always on the wrong end of it. I, I mean, we'll probably get called paranoid and all the rest of it, but it just seems that way. And I mean, Callum McGregor, again, we're going to touch on this as well, but Callum McGregor post match kind of said it just sums up. The way we've been going, we feel like we're we're controlling, competing, doing well, but we're not clinical enough at one end, and then we just get hit with a sucker punch at the other end. And it just, I think I actually said that Ross told me not to say anything on the night, but I think I actually <laughs> said with, with half an hour ago, I was like, I just feel like this is going to be another one of these nights where we're we're, we're in control, we're doing well, but we're, we're doing nothing going forward, and then we end up with that sucker punch, and unfortunately, that's the way uh, it kind of went. Corvo's in the chat saying that the fans are second. By the way, Corvo, I've got to feel for you, mate. That penalty decision for PSG oh, the other night was terrible. an absolute disgrace. Um, we've obviously touched on it recently about how VAR's ruining the game, and that's just another um, another uh-huh. indication of it. Evening, Monty. Um, just going to some of the comments here. Alistair Jack says, bring in class to make a difference. Forrest and Johnson not good enough. I agree, and we kind of talked about it again on Tuesday night, Franny, where Say the quality is not good enough, but and and I I do agree, like I do agree. I obviously I've always said like if we can get the quality in, and the gaffers talked about it, like we need to we need to push on and do that. But at the same time, I think if any team, excuse me, in, in European football, yeah. lost three or four guys that could that are possibly first eleven players, which we have, and and the likes of Abada, Maeda, Palma. Tati, these are all guys that are missing that are, are massive for us. I think any team would struggle if they lost that that sort of player. And I keep hearing that the squad depth's not good enough for bringing on Forrest and Johnson, but they're our like fourth and fifth choice mm-hmm. wingers, or, third, or fifth and sixth choice wingers. So, like, <laughs> there's squad depth, and then there's like, what I, I don't like, are, are people wanting like five positions per uh, five players per position? Because I mean, so out of our wingers, what we've got, Palma, Yang. Um, Maeda, Abada, Abada, Forrest Johnson. Johnson Forrest. So, so we're pretty much on our fifth and sixth uh-huh. swingers. <laughs> uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? On, on that whole like, squad depth thing, and and where that's all we've got to bring on. I, th- I think it's a bit harsh with with regards to the injuries that we've got. I think. I mean, I know I was banging on the summer to go and spend money like there was no tomorrow and stuff, really, but I think. The squad depth one's an easy one to use when you get a bad result and stuff. And like we say, I know I just kind of just said it just moments ago about how we were bringing on uh, Mikey Johnson and stuff and, and start with James Forrest. But 
you have got to caveat that there was there was reasons why the guys are playing simply because of the injuries you've just said and obviously Palmer's suspension and stuff. So as much as I said it was frustrating bringing these guys on or starting with these guys, as a difference. But then, like you said, you actually said on the night as well, they're arguably our, our third and fourth choice. So what quality are you expecting at that sort of a level, if you like, at that? And when you get to that sort of a part of the squad. So I think the squad depth for me is, it's, I think at times it can be a very lazy argument in the sense that it's, it's chucked out there on the back of bad results. Like Lazio, I'm sure we'll get into it as, as arguably the third, second or third best team we'll play all season. So when you look at that, you could have your full strength squad and potentially you, you would beat them. You don't know, it's it's hard to say, but to pull up guys like, say, oh, Mikey Johnson, that's not good enough for this level. If we know that, and I appreciate it's, it's probably good enough for this beyond we're not playing there, but I just think squad depth is when, on the back of the results like Tuesday, I think it's a, a very lazy argument when you don't consider the sort of uh, the players that weren't available for for other reasons. Yes, yeah, aye. The mad thing as well is probably the best team we'll play all year is the only team that we've got a point of, <laughs> which is mental. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, mate, we did with like we we all kind of had uh, in our group chat before the game a bit of a sort of turn and phone about what was going on. And and how do you feel with the team if we've got that many players? Would you have Personally, it's easy to say now in hindsight, and I can't remember what you said before the game, but would you have maybe changed the formation and changed personnel? I know there's a lot of clamour for maybe a 3-5-2, so we've not playing any wingers at all, uh, and you can play maybe O up front with Kyogo. Is that something that you would have maybe pushed for more than, than playing the likes of Forrest? I'm unsure, because obviously on the, the Monday night, I, I was putting uh, Yang and... Forest on simply because of the personnel available. So I sort of picked our wingers more, not out of pure knowledge, just out of the, who we had available. But obviously it was Stephen had said a 3-5-2, and I think you said it as well on the chat, a 3-5-2. And I think it's when you sort of, at first I was sitting going, well, in 4-4-2 to 3-5-2 isn't as easy as it's sort of, it's a total different way of defending. But I think both of you were kind of, Try to keep Johnson and Taylor as sort of your your wing backs, if you like. Which so it's it becomes a back five, defending and obviously attacking with with five. So it probably could have worked with three centre halves, or I think you'd actually advocated for for Ralston maybe putting Johnson at centre half. So it probably it probably could have worked. It's not something. If that was the team that lined up, well, it would be like a three five two. It's something that would have it would have been interesting. It's not something that I've said well. Like again, it's not something off the back of it. I remember went, oh well, why did they change it? Because he's probably changed. He's, he's changed it due to personnel. They're not tried to get two up. Well, we'll have a go. So it would have it would have been a bold move. I think it would have been one that you'd have maybe had to say, well, he's he's actually had a go here and he's tried something different. Just to due to the personnel, he's tried something different to get a result. It's not happened, but I didn't. So no, it's not something I'd have been against. Well, if he did try it. I think I, I think it's an interesting one because he did he obviously went to the three against Atletico for a period of the game and I just mm-hmm. I don't know there's a lot in the in the chat Corvo uh, mentioned it as well and I, he's not the first one in in previous weeks about how we're kind of getting bullied in the Champions League and there's 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 no enough strength in there so I thought maybe that like an old got, getting put up top with Kyogo might have been something and and the position the position we're in in Europe uh, before going into the game. Like it was the winner bust, so I mean, I'd rather go out in a blaze of glory losing three 0 and and giving it a go than well, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that's tough saying. I, that because I, I thought I thought we did play well on Tuesday night without without just doing anything without being without doing anything going forward, mm-hmm. um, which uh, and and I suppose the possession of the football is is Brendan's. Uh, style so in that sense you know we did well keeping hold of the ball but uh, I mean you could have all the stats in the world I th- and and there's only one stat that matters and it's the, the scoreline that's in the top corner of your screen when you're watching it and unfortunately we were on um, the receiving end of a of a defeat again but we'll just kind of touch on the, the two <laughs> goals I mean 
Brendan says that he thought we were in the ascendancy and if anything, we were kind of looking for looking to be the team that, that could maybe push on and win it. But um you've you've mentioned it earlier, they they can call on the players of the world class ability of uh Immobile and, and he's came on and scored two goals. But what how what did you think of the the two goals? Is it something we could have done a lot better with? Or I mean the first one is a bit of a freak, like you said, a freak mm. deflection that's just landed uh, perfectly at his feet, unfortunately. But uh, what was your what's your thoughts on the goal? And do you think we could have done better in, in, in defending them? I mean, you could always probably argue, maybe get tighter so the boy doesn't get his shot away. The, you would be able to pick holes, I think, in the first goal to say you could have stopped it this way and stuff. Really. But I, for me, it's one of the ones It's the boys had a, a sort of a shot for the edge of the box and it has just taken that wicked deflection, taking every one of your defenders out and Immobile is where good strikers are. They're anticipating, maybe not necessarily the deflection, but they're anticipating where they reckon the ball would fall, and he's there to take advantage of that. So I think you've got to say yeah. that's good striker play for him in that sense. And like we said, it, it felt like a, an absolute deja vu moment where I'm not saying, I, I don't totally agree with Roger saying we're, we're in the ascendancy, but we did also have the Kyogo chance, the Yang chance and stuff. So we maybe had the better chances in the second half, the more clear-cut chances. And then it just gets to maybe we were a wee bit tired, try to still push for that goal and stuff. And maybe it was, I can't remember who deflected the shot, but maybe you could argue was it a bit of a lazy leg they stuck out or something, just just tiredness kicked in and they just couldn't get enough on it. So there's maybe, maybe that, but I think that would be proper, proper nitpicking for the first goal. I think it's yeah. one of them where you just go, how's your luck at the end of the day? How's your luck? And the second goal, I've seen folks saying potentially a foul on scales. I've also seen folks saying that's why we didn't play scales as if they were waiting for this moment to happen, that <laughs> scales would maybe be at fault for a goal. I know uh, probably every Celtic fan had them out the door in the summer, but we can't be writing them. The guy's been absolutely fantastic and you can't, yeah. we can't be writing them off after one game. I don't actually think he was to blame. I think if we got the foul, it would have been a very soft foul. And for me... The second goal is, it's it's kind of irrelevant for me at the end of the day because it's almost not the last kick of the ball, but it's it's very late and it's I think Aye. I think the mood, when we went down to when we went down to one now it felt like well best case scenario we'll get a draw if that so it's 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 sort of irrelevant the the draw doesn't matter at the end of the day uh, we needed the win so yep. I, I think this within the team the the second goal it's. It's one of them. I think he probably could have defended it better. Maybe skills could have been a wee bit stronger. Again, maybe just Tardy has jumped and Immobile has used his body well and stuff. But I've the first goal for me is really unlucky. The second goal, I think it's good striker play again. They're probably skills maybe could have better judgment, but I'm not going to cut it against the guy. He's been absolutely brilliant. And I think, as I said, the second goal is just for me it was well does kind of doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Aye, absolutely. And when you're talking about kind of the backline and scales, Alistair, evening, mate, um, says, uh, Wally Franny, we are missing big start, felt the whipping boy, but CCV doesn't look the same. And, like, I know I know what Alistair's trying to get at there, but in the same token, scales has been like Prime Maldini this year. You cannot drop him. <laughs> so, so for me, mm. when, like, like, I can understand what Alistair's saying there about missing CCV, but in the same breath, I would say that scales has been immense this year. So, and, and and obviously CCV has been like colossal for us in the past <laughs> couple of seasons. So, for me, the the, the centre half pairings, I, I wouldn't say they've necessarily played too badly. And I, I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, you, you've already mentioned it there about skills is already starting to get some as, as if it was expected. We're waiting for him to make mm-hmm. a mistake so everybody can. Can jump on him, and if he made this, if CCV made the same mistake, for example, I don't think he would get the grief that maybe Skills done. But I mean, Skills can do no wrong so far this season, can he? No, he, he certainly can. He well, he's, he's proved certainly myself wrong. He's, he's proved a lot of folk wrong, and like I said, I think certainly I don't think the there comments... would have been one person on the planet that would have said Skills would have been in our first eleven this year. No, and <laughs> to be fair, like I think. The folk that are saying that are trying to pin the blame on them for the second goal or whatever and saying we knew this would happen, it's just it's lazy, it's just 
again, picking holes for, for picking holes' sake, it's it's absolute nitpicking. The guy will make a mistake. I think you and Ross certainly are a bit, not necessarily skills, but big defenders of Joe Hart and Greg Taylor because they come under a lot of stick sometimes. And I think it's just, certainly you've said it a lot well in the past about how us Celtic fans need, we seem to have the need to have a play to pick on. <laughs> you pick for and, and obviously a lot of goals focal look at Joe Hart and Greg Taylor and they can be easy targets simply because they're in defence probably and there isn't a target. But for me, Liam Scales is... It deserve, he's got a lot of credit in the bank now. I would not be have any issue with him. He'd be in my team and come Sunday and stuff. He's, I think he does play. I understand what uh, Alistair was saying about Starfield. He, did, he probably is stronger than Scales, but I think how we want to play the ball at the back and stuff it suits skills better mm, and it's right. interesting these folk that are probably having a go at skills saying we need a bit of strength in there or they maybe like Navrovsky I, I thought looks looks good but again he's obviously not got a feature in the champ well he's not been registered for the Champions League because he was obviously about to miss a big part of it and stuff and I'd actually say to Ross the other night when we were kind of talking about kind of talking about signings and stuff uh, I think it was at half time of the game. And I've seen like folk saying what's happening to uh, like Navrovsky and Lager Belka. And this is like, the same folk that are saying when Lager Belka was playing, why are we signing project players? And now they're asking <laughs> right. where these project players are. So right. it's, it's the argument. And, and, mate, in that position as well, I mean, like I said, skills has been immense this year and CCB's oh, like, undroppable. So I hope, I like, it's not as if it's like a winger that you, you like. You, you switch it every other week to try and nah. give them game time. Centre-halves, usually, when you get a defensive mm -hmm. pair that are working well together, you stick with them. And you're, CCV's pretty much undroppable, and you're not dropping scales, so how are these guys meant to get a look in? But it's even like the staff out one, I think a lot of us always said he was prone to a mistake, he didn't look so comfortable right. on the ball. But then we would also like balance it with going, well... Look at the partnership with him and CCV. You just right. they've got to stick with him. We've got to put him in. So it's for me that's where I'm are with skills now. As much as in the summer you'll probably be able to go back to podcast. I was saying, right, he'll be out. He'll be away. It's certainly I don't see why. I don't see any reason why skills should not be in that team right now. Aye, absolutely, mate. I say I, the same. And I know you said I say, you talk about me. Me and Ross got <laughs> defending Joe Hart and Taylor. And you see, me and Tuesday night, I was screaming at the telly saying, it's getting harder and harder to defend you two. Uh, no, I think Ross said the same. This season, uh, Joe Hart this season sometimes has been flapping at balls and Taylor's not obviously been in his best form. But you're right. I mean, that Atletico Madrid game is the, the perfect example. I think the second goal that they scored against us in the, the two each game, um, everybody was talking about how Taylor kind of Stuttered, he was coming to the ball and then he stopped and hung it mm -hmm. off and then they got the cross in. But and, and and then all of a sudden it's Greg Taylor's fault we didn't win that game. But nobody remembers the Greg Taylor ball at the top that was unbelievable for Maeda to come in for that for one of your goals. Mm -hmm. uh, I Aye. just think that sometimes it's it's just you're right, they need to pinpoint something. Not that I'm defending like I, I'm obviously Greg Taylor's form this year has been nowhere near what it, what it has been. Um but I I just think it's it's funny how uh, people see certain things but not others but uh, I just want to bring up this comment uh, like Ross is a big fan of Awata and mm. Brisbane thanks thanks for commenting mate thanks for joining us tonight uh, Brisbane says um, Awata comes on at Tincastle scores plays well they're never to be seen we're crying out for physicality in the middle I find the squad and team lineups bizarre at times Ross pretty much every time we do a what's your team prediction always wants Awata in that midfield when uh. obviously obviously we had Hatati out Um and Brisbane makes a fair point. He's, he's had limited minutes, but when he has come on, I mean, he's looked decent for us. Um, but it's, it looks like Brendan's obviously preferred the likes of home and and Bernardo on, on Tuesday night. And I know before the game, uh, I, I, I kind of said I've not been very impressed at all with Bernardo. And I know it's difficult because you're getting 20 minutes here and there. But I thought he actually did impress me that first half on Tuesday night. Mm. So, so first of all, what, what do you think about that point? Where Wata and also uh, like Bernardo's performance on Tuesday, what did you what did you make it? Because I that's the first time I was actually pretty impressed with what I've seen. Uh, I, Bernardo was 
He was good. I'm still trying. I'm struggling. And like you just said, well, it's hard to judge him when he's not getting many minutes. But he seems to seems to be always playing Europe, but never really gets a sniff in the sniff in the league and stuff. And it's hard to actually see what type of player he is. I thought he, he won the ball a lot on uh, Tuesday night and won it well. But once he had it, it felt like he didn't know what to do with it. Once he had Aye. it and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is strange. You, you would. Maybe it's lazy in my part. You're just thinking a Portuguese under 21 at Nationals would kind of know what to do with the ball when he gets <laughs> when he's got it and stuff. Aye. But it just it doesn't. It just seems to hold on to it. Then then lost it again. But I do think he he wins the ball back. He's got a lot of energy. He has got a bit of physicality and stuff. So I can maybe understand uh, Rogers. He's obviously got maybe a bit of height. Um, do you think we missed that on here. Tuesday? Sorry, mate. Do you think we missed? I think we we miss Hatati massively in these games because we've not really I got anybody. So. That can take the ball and just like cover it. ground with it, just hold it. Mm-hmm. Like Rogic used to be brilliant at it, just holding it, yeah. buying us some time and driving forward. It seemed like everything we did was back back to the goal and then a pass back to the centre halves again, and then start again. We never really had anybody. And I thought O'Reilly could have been that player as well, but he never really showed it on Tuesday night. I think it's something that we've, we've really, really missed in that midfield. I, I totally, totally agree. And I think that's where the argument for me with a lot comes to the the four, it's like, well, I think it's not like for like for Hitati, but I think we, everyone is in this podcast have all been impressed what we have seen him. Ross, like you say, has always kind of advocated for him as a big fan of him. And I think he is the most likely. Maybe maybe Bernardo could be in the fact that he does seem to get the ball, win the ball back and does run it, but does, as I say, he doesn't seem to know what to do with it, but he's a tall guy and maybe that's where Rogers is coming from because you look at all the APL teams and that, it's usually big, tall, athletic boys. Whereas, obviously, a lot, I think, is obviously just a bit small, but he definitely seems to have the physique and can get about the part. But I think that is a, a fair argument. If we, When you come to Hattati, as somebody can get the ball, run with it, make something happen, can just take a bit of pressure off. And I think, for what I've seen a lot anyway, the limited stuff, I think he would be, not like for like for it, but he's, out of everybody, maybe maybe Homer, he, he's been coming in again, but he's he's young. He's young, so he'll maybe have some indifferent performances that might not be totally fair on him to, to expect him to play every game and sort of take on that sort of responsibility. Um, but certainly Awata, who came with a lot of pedigree, I, I, it's a really strange one for me how what the deal is with him. Because I, I do think there is... I think he has a, a decent enough player, and I think he could certainly fill that void that Hattati's done. Because, like you'd say, like Bernardo, I'm struggling to see what he is actually bringing to the team. Not trying to say I'm not like writing the boy off or slating him here. I just I don't know what his best position. I don't know really know what he's he's good at apart from winning the ball yeah. back. Um, Tumble, obviously, I think he maybe just struggles with the the speed it sometimes in Europe, sometimes, but certainly domestically. And I mean, you look at his goals, you can't argue with it. Home is certainly coming on. It had a good couple of last performances and stuff. I just didn't see what it's had. The water one's just strange for me. Well, I, I would like to try and see more of him, but it's what just, about, it doesn't seem to be in the picture. There's been a lot of, I, I've seen a lot this season. Um, and in the night and tonight in the comments, there's been a few saying it as well about like Cal Mack's performances. I think he, like, especially, I think his best football at Celtic was under Rodgers in his, his first tenure and when he was playing, mm-hmm. you know, the more forward role. Like, I mean, under Angie, he was immense in this number six sort of quarterback role. And I, I, I don't think he's, like, he's obviously not at the heights as he did last season. Um, but I still don't think he's been absolutely horrendous, as, as some may be saying. But, like, he's one that could be, doing that, carrying the ball from midfield. He's in, he's great at coming in late in the box and stuff like that as well. Do you not think that there's maybe something there? I know you were saying Hawata playing that role, which I think that's Hawata's best role as well, to be fair. Mm. But somebody like him or, or, or somebody else playing that number six and, and giving Calmack that freedom maybe to go forward? Um, I, I don't see why not, because you, you go back to games like uh, at Ibrox under Ange where we won 2-1 when we went down 1-0 and he turned the ball just in that kind of run. And it just felt like a run that he not saying we've got to score off the back it, but it was one run that was just to say, look, we're we're up for this game today and stuff. Where I'm, we're taking us to them. So I agree that his form maybe hasn't been. It's not been to the standards that he's set. But is that a tactical thing where 
Rogers is telling him to do a certain thing. It's all obviously like you say, the more possession based now. So it's it's maybe he's not got that license to sort of uh, take it on a run because he would. He is one player, especially when you see him with Scotland. He, he, he kind of does that. Does that as well. Obviously, he's got he's got guys like McTominay and Gilmore and McGinn who maybe no disrespect to some of those, or maybe better quality players and stuff, and it maybe yeah. helps helps him. So. But he's certainly got that in him. And sometimes you just need a guy like he's like I say he's done it in the past, maybe just to take the ball and run, maybe beat two or three boys, just get you 20 yards at the park. He might only win a shy or lose the ball, but sometimes that can just get the team to go away. Right. You just saying, right, I'm the captain, I'm taking responsibility here. Let's go just as they take on a couple of boys. Ah, you might lose it, you might get a foul, but it just goes it's maybe the team go, right, the captain's up for it, the captain's showing us the way let's Let's show a bit of responsibility, and he's showing a wee bit of responsibility. And maybe he needs to take that upon himself now, really, just to to maybe step up to Mark. Because I, I think we certainly sell it. I think we all said that when he got the captain, say, or well, when he started, uh, like uh, sort of in months and stuff in his camps, it, it seemed to grow in stats yeah. and stuff. So I'm not saying he's he's regressed, but maybe he just needs to start showing that belief in his cell again, just saying, look, I'm the I'm the main man, if you like, round about here, and I've got to show you, and I've got to drag this team. And I know the fans are maybe not, we're not playing as how the fans want to, but I'll, I'll be the guy, I'll be the captain to, to drag us through. But I don't know. Well, it's, I don't know if he's maybe just getting told to sit back. I would. I, um, I don't think it would. Be I know. That. I don't know. I would assume so, mate. So, Anthony McGinty, thanks yeah. for joining us, mate. He's he's kind of the same uh, train of thought that Calmac's out of position. We need a Hatati of last season. If not, we need a Watt to step up because Calmac. So maybe he's struggling with so the team as well. Well, that I think that's the thing because if if everybody's fit, I think your midfield three is going to be him, O'Reilly, and Hatati. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to play either the other two in number six. And and Calmac was brilliant there last season. But mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of comes back. I wasn't actually. To try to get any a debate about our midfield, but it's kind of come across <laughs> this way, and I've ended up just going on a tangent. But does this, like, I mean, Ross mentioned it a couple of seasons ago, and a few of the boys did actually, and um, under Ange, that it would come apart that that's not the, that this isn't going to be the case because he plays a certain way. But does it Champions League and 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 Europe? Do we need to sign? I mean, we're going to go on to like with the, how Brendan talks about we need quality and, and what sort of player we're going to look at, but. Do we need to sign a bit of like a, a bastard in the midfield, for lack of a better term, somebody that's because Cal Mac's not got he he doesn't kick boys up and down the place. Do we need like a Bruni or an old school, you know, like a Roy Keane or Vinnie Jones or somebody like that, that that can break up play and and be that player in midfield to stop stop us getting this sucker punch that we seem to be getting um, every other week in the Champions League? I would I would maybe argue we need that not not necessarily throughout the team in every position, but I think we need. A few of the guys in the team because that right. I'm not saying we're in a nice and nice bunch, but when it comes to sort of the game management and stuff, we don't seem to know how to sort of uh, upset the flow of a game or slow down a game. Um, I'm not going to sit and dig up Maeda and Kyle for sort of picking guys up, that's just the nature of the guys. You can't, can't ask guys to change their whole way of living, their whole beliefs, and things like that. But I do agree with we maybe do, we do need. A couple of the type of players, maybe well, maybe maybe another defender that's a bit of, like you say, a bit of a bastard, and a midfielder that's a bit of a bastard. That's just somebody that will just likes a tackle, call it old school, but I maybe just likes a tackle and just that bit of physicality, likes that side of the game and stuff. Maybe isn't he one of these boys that's got to play a 40, 50 yard defence button pass, but. Like you say, your your Scott Browns, your Neil Lennon's that type of guy that just knows what to do, that just seems to do the right thing at the right moment when maybe the tide's turning against you and stuff, and you can just has got something there that'll just get it going back the other way. But I think it maybe it potentially maybe is something that uh, Rogers will look at because I think it's one of the not like one of the famous stories that came out when Rogers first came round is I think folk were maybe saying maybe Scott Browns Times up at Celtic, and Rogers then went had a meeting with him in London, I believe, and said, "No, you've got to be my cat. I, I still believe in you and stuff." And I think you could argue that Scott Brown was had some of his best years under under Brendan Rogers as well. Aye. So I think it's, mm-hmm. I think there's space for that type of player within a Brendan Rogers team anyway. So it'll, 
like I say, it'll be interesting to see what it does to see if it does bring that type of player in. But I, I certainly, I think we need maybe two or three that type of player, Wally. Scarred around the team. Aye, it just, it just, it kind of just came to me there because, I mean, when we're playing in the league every week and, and we've got 80% possession, you, you obviously don't need that player. And, and like that sort of, what Calmax being that sort of quarterback role is obviously what's best for there. But I just thinking about it there, the amount of times that I feel like we do, and, and everybody's kind of saying it in the comments that we need to, uh, we need a bit more you know, strength, because we look a bit weak in the team, throughout the team, that I, it's, it's maybe something that um, we can look at. Sorry, I just want to get this comment up as well, I think. Oh, which is Monty making sense for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another one, um, we need a physical striker type badly, a certain type of wingers have nothing to aim for. It's, that's something I would agree with, Monty, mate. Um, I just feel like when we've not got like obviously Kyle goes the main man and he's he, and he's his form's still been great. He's obviously again not hit the heights of last year. Um, I, I don't, I'm not so sure. I've seen a lot saying that Brendan Styles not suiting him or not using him how we should. Um, which I'm not so sure. I do agree with. I mean, there's times he comes short and all the rest of it, and he's he's his game's kind of on the shoulder. But um, just something to sort of change it up when Kyle goes not working. Um, O's obviously got that physical presence, but. I don't know. Is it, is he another one that's like what Brendan's talking about? Uh, this whole like players that we're looking to develop, but we need quality here and now. Is is O another one of them? And is that something that you'd be looking at as well? We're, we're actually going to touch on uh, this sort of stuff with Brendan, <laughs> what he's going to be looking at. But uh, aye, is that something that uh, you do you agree with Monty? Is it something that we need to look at because we're um, we're, we're, we're doing the business. We're getting balls out wide and the wingers are doing the job but we've not got that presence in the middle No, I think we need that type of type of striker um, I think O could potentially do it but it seems like the type that it wants to get involved in stuff and uh, likes to come and link up the play, I don't think he's necessarily got to be one of these strikers that will get you 30 goals a season, maybe get you, you 20, I always feel with O it may be just a mature thing, he'll, he'll, he'll go into it. I just feel like he always tries to score the absolute perfect goal. Nothing seems to be tapped in, it's always rattled in and things like that. So I think he's got a wee bit of maturing doing. Maybe it's just because he's not get. he's obviously been getting a lot more minutes recently, but maybe it's due to his lack of minutes. He's maybe dropping deep, dropping out wide, just trying to get involved in the game instead of maybe staying up top and stuff. So I certainly think we maybe need somebody that. A bit of physicality that's no really interested going sort of any wider than the box, sort of speak, and just kind of play that. That's how wide they make the pitch, really. So I think it's something we will look at. I know we'll get into it, but I, I, I think it's a position we need to look at in that style of striker. It's not not that I, I, I think O will be, I do think I've seen enough of O to think that a guy like Brendan Rogers might be able to develop him into a, a really good asset for us, but I do think he has got a bit of maturity to do in the sense that he just needs to just needs to learn what being a striker is. You forget how young the boy is and how much football he's actually played and stuff. So Aye. I just think maybe need Aye. and a bit of experience, maybe I'll be I would help him out there. Aye, absolutely mate. I'm just going to go through some of these comments because I don't want to miss uh, and then Kieran, thanks very much for joining us. Uh we're a short team Matt O'Reilly is six foot plus why is he taking corners not in a box I <laughs> That's something I agree with totally. I wouldn't talk um, about shite. It was just the fact that it's shite at them. <laughs> well, that day. Corwell with a squad of hobbits. Um, Pam, evening, Pam. We need a combination of agility and physicality in attacking forward. Um, just have a nose, not enough physicality. Agreed. Uh, Paul, touching on the, the old visit to <laughs> the back in, will Pope Francis become Brendan Rogers' first January signing in his <laughs> new holy goalie? Uh, well, hopefully, he said a few prayers for us and the, for the windows uh, coming up. Um, Strange Love always makes great points. Thanks for joining us, mate. We need we need a creative dynamo midfield to bring the magic and compete with Rio. No one else in the squad can do what he does. The six is already there. In a while. That's something I totally agree with. If, if we're missing Rio Hitati, we've got nobody in that midfield. That's what we've touched on. Um, nobody to carry the ball, nobody with the confidence to drive forward for the midfield. We were missing that massively on Tuesday night. You, you said it yourself with Bernardo, it just felt like he was running himself into corners or just running into players. And um, it doesn't take the pressure off a team. I felt like there was a, a period of the game where 
every time we got the ball and we, we, we played it forward, it was just coming straight back to us. Uh, I think we really, really miss, um, really, really miss Rio in these games, and and I, I totally agree that we, we we could be doing with somebody else. But um, I want to move on just to um, Brendan's, the gaffers, and Cal Max post match uh, assessments. I don't know if you've seen them, Franny, but uh-huh. uh, Brendan. Um, the gaffer Rogers kind of said that he thought we were in control and we were a better team for the majority of the game. I mean, we've already touched on all that sort of stuff, how how he felt about that. But he obviously went on to talk about how we need quality and um, availability. We've we've obviously had a, a bit of we've been unfortunate a bit with injuries and excuse me and and the rest of it. And then. I was watching Calmax and I was sitting watching it and I was, I, I, every word he's saying, I'm like, this is exactly how I felt about this unwanted run that we've got, which is now 15, 15 games without a win, I believe, in the Champions League. Mm. Um, and he, he kind of said that the game on Tuesday was just a carbon copy of what we've done the last couple of years. We feel like we're, we're competing. Um, we're in a position where we're, we're in control. Um, but Yet again, we're just not clinical enough um, in the forward areas. And then we end up getting sucker punched and, and losing the game. And uh, there's obviously quality in the Champions League everywhere. Every team you play is going to be tough. Um, but he kind of he talked on about how after after an hour or 70 minutes, the, the energy maybe isn't so much there because we put so much into the game. And maybe how we're a bit naive at this level and we're, we're still learning and progressing. But... How, how did you feel about uh, about their comments? Is it something you agree with? Do you think like we're, we're there, we're, we're nearly there, we've just been really unfortunate? Or do you just think it's just not good enough and we do, we, we, we definitely call it? Or is it both? I think I think there's, there's maybe an argument for for both, for, for everything, for maybe the, the three sort of points you put forward. Because we have, for large parts, competed. But I, I agree there's... There's context that how how have we competed? Like, we obviously competed. We know we never competed at all, really, for the the six 0 game. That well, we're, we're okay up until the sending off. I felt even though we're down to one 0 and but certainly lights at home. We competed for the majority of that game. Sucker punched. Um, I think we competed in Tuesday night. Like we, we spoke about not maybe at the levels that we. That maybe Rogers is saying we were, but again, it was a sucker punch. Uh, the final game, again, we were well in that until until the red card. So it's it is fine margins where we, we are in this. So maybe that's where the quality could maybe help these guys out. How we get that quality is thankfully not not my job. That's not got to be easy done. With yeah, we may go into that and we've we've went and it plenty of times. Me and Stephen are a wee bit just. A bit like Roy Keane, just go and get them. Whereas you and Ross are a wee bit more balanced about it and logical, shall we say? <laughs> and, uh, it's it's trying to find this quality because you you can see you look at Matt O'Reilly, you look at Rio Hitati, even Palma to an extent. There's there's quality to be found if you do your recruitment. If you do recruitment, so maybe we need to look at look at the recruitment side of things. But again, for two. Two year under Ange, we, we ranted and raved about how good this recruitment was, and now maybe it's just Brendan Rogers held to a higher sort of a standard, and now we're arguments. Now we've got we're now saying maybe the recruitment's not good enough, and it's apparently the same folk. So, I think for me it's it's a bit of both in the sense that I think we are we're not a million miles away, Willie, but maybe we just need that quality just to help us get over the line, not try to defend the sort of fifteen games. It's it's not great. But if we went into some of the teams and off the top of my head, obviously Atletico Madrid, then Real Madrid last season. And I think the last time we were in it, we got Man- Pep Guardiola's Man City. So there's six of the 15 games. You're not telling me, we, I'm not having any Celtic fan expecting we were to win any of the games. Aye. Aye, absolutely, mate. I mean, I I, I would be a bit more um, a bit more worried. Sorry, my, one of my dogs has just came in here and jumped on <laughs> What you doing? <laughs> um, I'm in the house tonight rather than the because oh, right. I've got an empty. Um, oh. so I um, 
what was I going to say there? I I would be a bit more worried if we were getting pumped in the games, but I do I agree with the guys. I do I do feel like we are competing, um, and I do feel like we're having. I I don't think it's been good enough. I must say, no. like on Tuesday night again, I don't think we played well enough to win the game, but I don't think we deserve to lose it. But um, will you come here? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sit down. Um, <laughs> but. But I, th- I do feel like we're competing, and I do think we've been unfortunate. So it's one of them. But I agree with the gaffer that we do need more quality. I know. Um, like piss off now. You're, you're, look what you're doing to me in the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, but then Brendan kind of went on and touched on about the the quality in the team, and we do need quality. And he's kind of said that the last few weeks as well, especially at this level, we need to um, we. <laughs> We need more quality in the team. And we have been a bit unfortunate with injuries as well. But he has been saying this for a few weeks now, Franny. Do you think this is kind of something that's kind of based on last time and what happened that he feels like he needs to sort of be on the side of the fans? Do you think he's just been honest with everybody about how he feels? Or do you kind of think it's like a bit of a dig at the board to say we need to do more now? And it kind of takes the blame off him in a way and puts it all on the board, which is what everybody's having a go at, it seems to be, at the moment in time. I, th- I think it's very, very clever, Will, in how he's, he's seen it, because obviously, I mean, at the AGM, he said he, he approved every signing. Got to take his word for it that he had. Um, I don't think he was really, when his bosses essentially are sitting next to him, in front of shareholders and stuff, he's got to really be saying anything totally controversial unless he's but trying to buy his ticket out the door, which I don't suspect he'll be doing anytime soon. So the stuff that happened at the AGM, I think you can, it's pretty much all the media stuff. I don't think you were ever going to get any controversial sort of statements for anybody there. Yeah. Um, but it's true that I think he has been saying, mentioning this quality lately. And I think it is one of the ones where he's, he has kind of protecting himself. He'll be, putting it towards the board. He's I think he's doing it in a way that he's trying to try to keep the board sort of on side, if you like, um, and stuff. So that um so obviously if he's want them to push, he might the quality he want might be of that sort of a six, seven, eight million pound bracket and stuff that I'm not saying that Celtic are against going to, but not really don't go to it maybe as as much as some fans would want want them to go to and expect them to go to when I'm not going to pretend to be an accountant, but when some fans will see 72 million or whatever is in the bank and go, well, why are we not spending this money? And stuff. So I think he's been very clever to keep the fans on side. Yeah. Um by saying we need quality and then it's putting it on those in charge come January to try and get them that quality. I've I've said it plenty. I think January is a, a a really hard window to do. So I'm I'm not trying to downplay it. And I just I hope there's a bit of karma. Like I hope I'm wrong, and we do go and sign three or four of the quality that Brendan Rodgers is talking of in January. But I think if we get one or two quality players in, in January, I think that's very good business because it's it's hard. It's a hard window because teams teams players will be the maybe the quality that we want. I'll be regulars at their team and it's halfway through a season so it's got to be hard to get these guys away so as as I say if we get one or two quality players in in January that the manager wants I'll be over the moon I think the the quality if if you're going for the real quality that's got to happen in January because I think I touched it on Monday I think Brendan Rodgers will predominantly shop in European markets where the end of the season the sort of summer window will be the easier easier window shall we say, a dealing where fans like to look at Angie's first January window and go, that was one of the best, you say January's a hard window, that was one of the best January windows, but the majority of the players came for the Japanese league, which which season had just finished. So I would be surprised if there's massive quality in January, mate. Well, that was going to be my next question about us getting players in January, but Hmm. I mean, um, he said it himself, he, he had a presser, Today, I believe I watched it just before we came mm-hmm. on, and he's he kind of said that. Uh, well, it's not backtracking, but he kind of also said that. Yeah, that I mean, the quality of player needs to be available. It might not be available for him mm-hmm. to get. 
which I mean, it's true. I don't like it, like you said. Glad it's not you or me that's doing it because to find to find quality with the, the sort of budget we've got, and I know we've got mega money, but I, like I, I'm, I'm not going to go into it again. But <laughs> young English players going for like fifty million and stuff—it's oh. absolute madness. To um, I just want to go to some of the comments. Corvo's said he's uh, Rogers is doing it in public because he knows the board hates bad PR. That, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is it mm-hmm. just him being honest? I think I feel like he's been completely honest this this tenure, this time round, um, through everything. And I feel like he, if I think he feels he needs to be that way because of what happened after in his first tenure. Um, and I think that's maybe something he's. He's maybe said when he's come back that he's going to have to be completely honest with the fans, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it's refreshing. I like it. Yeah. I certainly didn't do that at all. He kept his cards close to his chest. Um, people might differ, but uh, Strange Loves and again saying Brendan's been unlucky with injuries and availability, but there's no excuse for watching the drop off in performance from last season. Really, that's his and the players' work. Um, Paul has said that our first 11 should now be our bench. We need a step up in quality in January. Wow. That's a big, big ass. <laughs> and a January one day to get to. our first 11. Um, let's have a look at this. Brown Warrior, he's got a couple of things to say. Brown, thanks for joining us. Uh, look, guys, Brendan is propensity to talk shite when things aren't going his way or results are bad. Liverpool spent 300 million in transfers under him. A side already filled with quality. Uh, he failed to make it out of the groups despite serious spending. And I mean, that kind of goes back to his Champions League record that's not the best. But I mean, we we talked about that in a previous podcast. And I mean, some of the teams he's come up against in his time, uh, it's been tough. But uh, saying this, talking about quality and getting players in January and, and if not, waiting to the summer. But uh, somebody said that earlier on, forgive me, I can't remember who it was, but excuse me, said that the the squad is massive, and it really, really is. Do you think that we need to get rid of some deadwood, or do you think it's a matter of, like, I mean, Brendan keeps talking about how we've got a lot of players that are here for development. Do you think we need to ship out a lot on loan before we're looking to bring in um, some more quality? And I think I think we need to do both. Well, try and get certainly guys that you don't see that is in the picture, just try and get them out the door. Obviously, that's easier said than done because you'll be still be trying to get the best deal you can. That player maybe not want to move on. The guys that you want to develop but you maybe won't don't think they'll feature this season, maybe try and get them out and loan so they're getting the first-team football, getting the development, whilst bringing, try to bring the quality in to sort of to help, help the squad. But I certainly think trimming our squad is... Is a major thing we need to do it that I think it is really, really bloated. There's obviously a lot of players there that just won't won't get a chance. Um some players that I mean you might find we we'll have to talk about earlier a while. You might find guys that can want to move on because I'm not getting a game stuff. Um I wouldn't like yeah. him to go, but you might I think there might be some surprises. Obviously, there's talky tumble. It's it's weird that I'm saying I don't know where. It's weird that I'm saying I don't want to. I, I mean that's my. By the way, if AC Milan coming from fair play, you're gone. You're gone at the end There's of the no day. Way I don't care. That. Come on. I, I don't think there is, Willie. But if AC Milan's coming in, the the thing that's, I mean, I know there's a few Scottish players gone over there recently, and you look at his his goal return so far. It's you can't argue against it. I think he's a joint top goal scorer domestically anyway. So. Tumble has had, by all accounts, a very good season to date. Um, but it's it's the money. I can't see us getting six, seven million for a guy that's out of contract in, in six months. I don't I don't see that. But I mean, fair play to Tumble. If AC Milan comes, I know where I'm going. I mean, I'm, see, I'm see, just with the Tumble one as well. I always think it's really strange, and I don't know. Like I, I'm very reluctant to criticise uh, Brendan this year, but and. If I, if I was to, I would say that obviously we, we talked about our midfield three being um, Kalmak, Hatati, and O'Reilly. Um, but when Hatati's been out most of the season, and when he has, not no one player's really got a proper run mm-hmm. in the side. It's, it's been home for a game or two here, and then it's Bernardo, and then Turnbull comes in, and 
there's nobody really getting a proper run of games. Is that is that Brendan just still no idea who he fancies most out of the three of them? Or is that him want to look at all three? Because it's strange with Turnbull, I know we've talked about him not kind of maybe having the physicality or the, the stamina to be in the midfield in the Champions League, but when we're talking about how we're not clinical in front of goal, David Turnbull's as clinical as anybody in our squad for, you know, that 20, 30 yard range. I, 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 I just feel like it's a bit a strange one that he doesn't get any minutes in the park in the Champions I, League anyway. Yes, because I think in this the sort of summer we were talking about boys that were that we'd maybe like to not like to who you might think would leave. And Tumble came up obviously because he was a year in his contract, obviously didn't feature as regular as probably as he hoped under Ange and stuff. And it's a strange one because I'm sitting we hardly really seen a lot of Awata. He's a player I'm saying I don't want to leave. And then there's Tumble who I know we we say stats can be portrayed to suit your, your sort of narrative and things like that, but if you just look at his stats and I'm sitting going, mm, I would maybe, would I be disappointed if he left? Maybe no. I would strangely maybe be more disappointed if I were leaving that. I think maybe that summit's just down to what I think we might could get out of water, whereas Tumble, again, it sounds silly, I know what we can get. And it's just that the fact that it doesn't seem to look like he's totally in Brendan Rodgers' plans, which... It seems strange in the sense that I understood why Ange didn't put him because it was obviously a lot of fast-paced stuff where Brendan Rodgers seems a lot more possession-based, which might suit a tumble who can slow the game down, like you say, for 25-30 yards. He's deadly. I know he missed a penalty fairly recently, but from the penalty spot, he's probably our most equipped player for that position. So if if David Tumble signs on again, it's certainly a business... Folk in the comments might hate it, but it's business I'll be more than on board with. But equally, if he, I think David Tumble, I think this next contract if, is massive for him because what is he, 25, 26? There are thereabouts. And he's, uh, he's not far off. He's, that, he's got to be thinking about the Scotland squad as well. I know, I think even that like you and Ross obviously follow the, the international football more, but you've obviously seen. To, it, I don't think he actually makes any of the squads. I could be wrong. You'll know better than me, Wally. No, he doesn't. And mean, with the Euros coming, uh, with the Euros coming up as well, he's maybe looking at that, going, "Well, I might not make this Euros." Scotland didn't. The, the way things are going, we look maybe not World Cups have got to be a wee bit harder, but Euros. I'm not saying it's got to be easy, but it might look at it as with Euros. We look like we might be able to qualify for them if he's wanting to then play international football at a major tournament. He for sake of his career, he might need to look and look to another club because if Brendan Rogers doesn't want to play him, then for David Tumble's career, I think he, need, he needs to move on. Do you think with Turnbull as well that, and in fact, most of this squad at the moment, I know when um. Andrew's in it. We kind of had a conversation about the depth a lot on the podcast, and that if somebody dropped out, there was somebody of equal ability. Um, I know there was a, a time where it was, uh, um, f- just f- for example, off the top of my head, if, if Maeda was coming off and it was a badder coming in, and or Rogic was coming off, it was O'Reilly coming in, and there's there's not there's not a drop off in player there. Does it seem like? Like at that point, everybody's vying for a position. Does it seem like at this point we've got like a solidified eight or nine that are not that are undroppable, and then everybody else is pretty much a squad player? I think so. It's squad certainly when you look at, when you you talk about home Bernardo and Tumble right now, and then kind of what it's that looks like that's a position that. Is needing is certainly looking to get nailed down by somebody. Um, it's hard to say the, the wingers now because of because of the injuries. It seemed like before the injuries, Palma and Maeda seemed to be the the preferred choice. Um, and then Liam Scales, as much as with Franti the Raymond, I think he as maybe when Narofsky gets back up and running and maybe gets a chance in the team. It feels like he was maybe the direct replacement. So I think there is, I think there is positions up there. And there, there might be some sort of hard changes where 
a skills might drop out, undeservingly drop out, I must say, but just more that Narofkin might have been Rogers' guy, so he wants him in there. He maybe needs to, to help him justify getting other transfers in. He maybe needs to play him to prove that he's worked, just to say, look, well, go and give me money. Like, I've signed this guy, look look how good he is. Instead of saying, oh, I've spent four, four and a half million on a guy, but I'm playing Liam Skills who had last year. So I think there is two, three positions up for grabs, well, and I, I think that midfield one between who's falling for Hattati is just, it's anybody's right now. And I think when you look at form, certainly Tumble should be the first choice for it. But it seems for me, I think it Rogers fancies home more than out the out the mall, the mall really, unless it's in Europe. Aye, aye. Humble seems aye. tiny for choice for me. <laughs> I know, which is strange. He's only getting minimum uh-huh. minutes, and he's running our top goal scorers. I mean, what does that say uh-huh. about what we've done this year? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Brown Warrior is not a fan of Brendan Rogers <laughs> coming <laughs> in and his style of play. Um, I, I brought up all the comments uh, tonight, but uh-huh. um. Aye, that kind of wraps that part up, and and I look ahead back to domestic on uh, Sunday, Sunday lunchtime, I believe. We've got mm-hmm. St Johnston, um, Craig Levine uh, back in football, and in charge of St Johnston. <laughs> uh, Rogers uh, said in his press of the day, he, he's obviously been in the game a long time, Levine, and he he, he, had, he thinks he'll probably set up uh, defensively uh, with a deep um, deep back line. Try to soak up the pressure, uh, like most teams do. Uh, I don't think you need to be Mystic Meg to to predict that. But mm-hmm. we've had two disappointing results in the space of a week. Uh, I think we really we need a big performance, much like we did against Aberdeen a few weeks back. I think we need a big, big performance against St Johnson Sunday. I thought, and it's. I mean, you spoke about it as soon as you came on about how the weather's not been great, and I think. I've not been listening to Sean Batty, so I don't know what the weekend's weather's like, but I don't know if it's to get much warmer. And I, it might not be as easy. It might be a scrappy game, but it, I do agree we need a big performance, but I think the weather, unfortunately, might be a, might be a factor in trying to get that big performance. I think it's it's just key to get back to back to winning. Ideally, like you say, a big performance, winning comfortably and stuff, but for me, it's just going to what could be a tricky away game with the weather being a factor and things like that, and just try to get try to get the victory, Willie, which I'm I'm comfortable we'll do, but I I'm cautious to say that I think it'll be comfortable. I just think it's it's not always an easy place to go. Levine we know can really stifle a, a, a game who's he'll know he's been in the game many a year, he'll know what to do and maybe how to how to stay in the game and stuff. So uh, from I th- I'm confident of the victory, but I'm, I'm not going to go out and say I think we've got to blow them away. I just think there's Aye. maybe that's a wee bit down to the way we've been playing lately, lately as well. I don't know. Strange loves came in again. We were trying to a low block of two banks of five. Do we need any defenders? Maybe two. I totally agree with that. Aye. One of the Aye. biggest crimes I've ever seen in football was when he was manager of our nation and he played the four six zero formation. Absolutely horrendous, but. What do you, do you do you think there's going to be any surprises in terms of the, the lineup, mate? Or uh, do you think it's going to be much the same? Obviously, Palmer's back. He was only suspended for the game on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Do you think there's going to be any more surprises? Do you think Bernardo's going to get dropped again and somebody else is going to get half half an hour? Um, yeah. What do you think about the lineup? And what do you think? Um, I know you said you don't think it'll be an Aberdeen performance possibly, but what do you think uh, the, the sort of scoreline would be? I'm, I'm... I don't know if there will be surprises more to the end of the season, but I think for me, I think the lineup's got to be Hart and Goals, Greg Taylor left back, Liam Scales, CCV. I think Ralston might come in. Because I'm right. Did, am I just imagining, did Ralston come on the other night? I don't know. But I, I, I Not think on Tuesday. Was he, played, he played at the weekend, but he didn't come on on uh-huh. Tuesday. Johnston, that was might... another, by the way, I know what I harp on about the game again, but that referee mm-hmm. and his. When he when Johnson won the cleanest challenge uh, I've ever seen in my life and got booked for it, absolute fucking madness. Madness, absolute madness. I think that will be a back four. I think Ralston will come in. I'm I'm putting Tumble, and I think I think he'll come in. So I think it'll be sort of another change for the weekend. O'Reilly and McGregor in there with, with David Tumble. Front three is I think Mikey Johnson might start on the left. 
you can argue if that's a surprise in a way the injuries and stuff. I think he'll start on the left and I think they'll maybe shift Palmer on to the right way. I think you play Kyogo. I think Kyogo's up front, mate. And I think I'll go for a, a 2 0, but I don't think it'll be a comfy 2 0. I think it'll be a. I'm, I'm just imagine a scrappy game, mate. I think it'll be a scrappy game. I agree, mate. I, I, I think it's going to be much like last weekend where, because Motherwell mm-hmm. kind of played that two banks of five. And, um, what are you looking for? Uh, I don't think it's going to differ much for Tuesday night, to be honest. I think maybe like so maybe Home will come back in instead of Bernardo, mm-hmm. and I, I think Palma will come back in, but I think he'll stick with Yang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll probably be the only changes for me. I think he's. I mean, I, we're a bit thin in terms of the squad. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of the first eleven players at the moment, and we just need we need to just keep picking up points. Um, yeah. I think we were a bit fortunate last weekend. Um, as much as the team on the other side of the, uh, the city has, has been poor, poor this season, I think um, in another season we might be in a bit more of a predicament. Uh, thankfully for us, they've not been firing all cylinders. So, uh, But yeah, I think it's, I, I agree with you. I think it might end up, I, 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 we need to get early goals in these games because we don't, we end up 20 minutes to go and the crowd kind of get on the team and yeah. it's just one of the you feel like it's going to be another one of those days so I think if we get a good start then it could end up being comfortable but yeah I, I, I do I think we need to I really do think we need to start start fast um, and just keep picking up the points because so, we need to make this Champions League again next year give it another go I know it's a well this is for another podcast but it's a different totally different <laughs> format next year that's the last of the yeah. group stages um, so it'll be interesting but aye that's us for the night. Thanks everybody for joining us. Um I hope you've I've had a good week. You up to much this weekend, Franny? You in with the kids tomorrow? No, so well, be in I've it. got the kids tomorrow. Well, <laughs> he's a he's a right. He's a, I'm going to, he's I'm his... going out with Franny's missus. <laughs> the least said about that, the better. <laughs> we'll keep that <laughs> keep that for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um aye. So thanks again for joining us tonight, guys. Some good some good debate about this the squad there and maybe sort of players we're looking at. I can't believe that a year or two ago I was talking about how we're talking about windows coming up and I was like about how much I love this team and I kind of don't really want anybody to come in because it means one of my favourite players is going to miss out and now a year on with much the same squad we're, we're kind of it seems like we're going we're in a rebuilding phase which, mm-hmm. which is mad but listen um, Europe's gone now uh, focus domestically, finish strong, and then and, and hopefully in the next few windows and podcasts to come, it'll be a bit bit happier and, and we've we've got signings to talk of. But uh, thanks again, everybody. Mind getting your super six before Saturday. Um, what else we got? Jed again. I, you've not been in the night, but hopefully you watch back. Congratulations, he buddy! Must again. The he must be on the babysitting duties. He must be. He must be. I spoke to him last week. We're going to hear get him back on again soon. Oh, um, I appreciate it all. Th- hope you have a brilliant weekend, guys, uh, and hopefully we get a good, good result on uh, on Sunday lunchtime. Keep well and stay safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>